You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, go ahead and... Saturday morning, and guess what? It's Dave's Corner Garage coming to you live and somewhat clear. Uh, we have a really great lineup. We have a lot of guests to go through. Um, we'll start it off with Georgini from the APA, the Automobile Protection Association, actually otherwise known as Lemonade. Been around since, I think, 1973, when they first went after Ford because of the rusty Fords. You can actually tell what kind of jeans a guy was wearing just by following him in traffic. That's how rusty they were. Anyways, they cleared that up and they settled out. Uh, Alex Alfred from Haggerty Insurance is going to talk to us about their insurance policies for people in, class, in the classic car industry and people that are driving classic cars, plus some changes in their policies. So I look forward to talking to him. And then we're going to switch to Andrew Count, who has a thing called Garage and Social. And what this is, is a place where you can actually store your high-end car and have a social engagement, such as they have parties, they have books, they got road trips, they got all kinds of things. And they're opening up in Burlington. They'll have a 34,000-square-foot facility. And uh, I look forward to visiting there. It's going to be fun. And then, to, I guess, to end it off, Joy Gagne is going to talk to us about the Abrams auctions. These are vehicles that have come off the road as far as being abandoned, towed out, um, high-speed chases, and the police grabbed them. Who the hell knows? But anyways, the bottom line is you can buy these cars on Joy's site. And, Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. We've had a busy week at the shop. People are getting out. You know, the, uh, the embargo is sort of lifting somewhat. You know, uh, yeah. people are getting... All, all the smart people that I know are getting vaccinated. Um, dig, dig, dig. Um, so, yeah, do that, and you'll be safe, and we can get back to normal as soon as possible. Yeah, I was talking to the guys at Toyota this week. Uh, I took my car in for service. It's a year old, and it's got 2,800 miles on it, or 2,800 kilometers. And he says that's normal. He says they're getting a lot of cars in that have been sitting around, and uh, they've got different kind of damages than cars that have actually been driven. Yeah, we're seeing lots of rust, um, dead batteries, of course, um, you know, cars that haven't been driven. And, and, and people don't realize that if it's sitting outside in a driveway, it's going to rust. It's going to age even worse than if you drove it. Because cars are really meant to be driven, not to be parked. Yeah, and special things like dirty oil. And when it has acid in it, it'll actually start eating the inside of your engine. People don't realize how, how corrosive it is. And uh, the, he said, he says they got some cars with, with blown motors that were uh, lack of oil changes. Oh, well, that's what I... And, and people say, you know, do I need to do this because I haven't driven or whatnot? And I always try to advise people that if your car is under manufacturer's warranty, stick by the rules because... You can bet your bottom dollar that if something goes wrong, you're going to go, where's your proof? Let's see all your bills from your oil changes. Yep. And if you didn't yep. hold up your end of the bargain, they're not going to hold up theirs. 
I can hear our audience on the other line there. He should be muting his mic. Okay, I will. I will. <laughs> Sorry about that, sir. <laughs> Anyways, Alan, take us out. When we come back. We've got George Eney from the APA, and we're going to be talking about used car prices uh, going sky high, new car prices not coming down, and chips. And chips. I don't mean the kind that comes in a plastic bag. Cal- California Highway Patrol guys? You know those guys the, with the hot motorcycles? Well, they were chips, too, yeah. They were chips, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage with Burpee on the other line, and we'll be right back. Uh, you're so... This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. With us on the phone is, of course, Dave Renninger, and uh, he's hiding in a safety bunker somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got George Eney, who I understand is, should I say, he's over the border? I don't know how he got over, but uh, I, hope he's, <laughs> I hope he's riding safely. George Eney, how are you? Good morning, Alan. I'm not over the border the car. I took a plane to do it. Oh, that's how you did it. Excellent, excellent. So uh, the car business is always in flux. I did say flux with an F, L, U, X. Um, <laughs> things are changing. <laughs> I, just, I, just to, I just wanted to be clear. I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> George, what's <laughs> new in the car business? Well, what's new this year is there's no car. Unless you have been around a good long time. Uh, the last time we had shortages like anywhere like this was in the 1980s. You may recall when the Japanese car makers were told to restrict their Im- exports to North America for about three years. In those days, you used to wait six months to get a Honda. Dave will remember that. Yes, uh, I remember we were in the used car business because we couldn't get new cars, and there was a six-month waiting list for Hondas. It was absolutely outrageous. So today, it's not Hondas that are short, but uh, because of the semiconductor. Um, supply disrupting its domestic vehicles, particularly pickups and the large SUVs. Uh, we just did a poll of uh, about uh, 25 dealerships, different brands, and it's really hard. told us that um, they normally have about 150 trucks. They have like 13, uh, four dealer, one truck available that wasn't ca- accounted for. Uh, in Chrysler, it doesn't even count. I tell you, it's four months. Could could be could be next year well i guess yeah george you know oh i'm sorry i was just going to say that uh there is a hundred and nine thousand missing ford f-150s there's almost a hundred thousand jeep cherokees missing and almost eighty thousand chevy equinoxes are missing Uh, these are all because of the ships and that totals almost to uh uh, like 324,000 Fords, 277,000 General Motors cars, and 250,000 Stellantis, which is Chrysler and Dodge, uh, are all missing off the marketplace. And that's what's driving the pricing. It's staggering. The numbers are huge. And on the other side, on the buyer side, people are impatient. We want a vehicle. We want it loaded, other or a sunroof. And um, uh, they're not we're willing to, you know, pressure the dealer, pay a little bit more, buy a recent used car, anything, but not wait. So there is that as well that's contributing to the uh, overheated market. It, I should say the imports are affected, but less. Anything made in Korea, even GM made in Korea, is much better, has much better availability. 
Well, I guess the but, secret uh, has been like our, our friends from Young Steel's Ford come in and tell us that we can find you cars, but you, you have to sort of be a little bit more flexible in terms of color, in terms of options. In fact, even in terms of models, because apparently there's a lot more sedans on the lot than there is pickup trucks. George? Oh, well, so that's the other thing. Nobody wants a second choice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going for the supply of compact cars, is, is actually still pretty good. And um, mid-sized cars are completely in the doldrums. And that's really where you would be if you're in the used car market and you're sort of looking for value. But nobody mm-hmm. wants like an old Beat or even a, a Sonata or an Optima really, after it's five years old. And it's um, uh, so we've seen definitely on, uh, a big push toward the hard to find vehicles because of it. George, is this like during the war when they actually stopped producing cars for four years? You know, you're you're this. That's a long. That's past the memory of anyone that's still driving. Probably. <laughs> yes. No, it's true, but there were shortages in the 1950s as well. In the early 50s, during the Korean War, they couldn't get enough milk uh, because there were, it was, some of it was going to defense. And that was an example. It was an inflationary time a little bit as well. So we are seeing prices protect quite a bit. All right, so here's my question. We need a solution, boys. What are we going to do? Wait. Be patient. Uh, if you're leasing and you're a car maker, if you can get permission to express that you have a confirmed order for the next vehicle. Uh, those are the things that really to do. Um, if we're, if you're, then I guess um, you pay up and try and find a car by going, say, to the rural market or outside of your local area. People are driving further to find it. Well, I guess your other option, too, would be to support your local garage, you know, is, is take your car in. <laughs> Get it evaluated. <laughs> well, well, why not? Um, you know, get it yeah. evaluated. As much as maybe you want a new car, maybe you don't need a car. Uh, have it checked out from top to bottom. Your guys, your you know, most garages are happy to do, you know, a bumper to bumper check and and tell you and put give you an estimate. Uh, I mean, obviously we're not magicians, but we can tell you what we can see right now. If your car doesn't have a million miles on it and it doesn't need a whole lot of work. Take care of the little things, and it'll make you last through the uh, through this onslaught, Dave. You know, and the other part of that is, if you're coming off lease, I'd be buying that car, and Absolutely. and instead of handing it back, yeah. Absolutely, there are some people a bit wise to that. Sometimes even have a buyer lined up for their lease car. Uh, yeah, and the car dealers are getting a bit more testy about that. They, they'll let you buy it, but they're not interested in. Um, giving the car away to a stranger. So that that uh, definitely um, has something that is changing right now. But I think Alan's right. Um, there's a lot of value in the car you probably have. And uh, most of us are driving less because we're not commuting to work every day. So um, it's easy to stretch it out. And, and there is a, a typical seasonal cross in the winter. I don't think those that were lost, Dave, are going to be caught caught up. But I do think the market will get to catch its breath in you know December, January, if the semiconductor supply is resolved. All right, George, I want to thank you for joining us. We're going to have to run because uh, our time is just up. Uh, if they want to join the APA, great organization. It's what, APA.ca? Yep. And find all kinds of information on the website. Well, George, drive safe, and uh, thanks for joining us. Have a great long weekend. Always a pleasure. All Bye. right. Take care. All right, after the break, Dave and I are going to discuss a whole... There's another pandemic. Believe it or not, you know, I know there's been enough bad talk about COVID-19, but there's another pandemic that struck, and we're going to talk about that right after the break. This is Dave's Corner Garage.
we're back. My name is Alan Gelman, and with me is Dave Redinger. And about that pandemic, here, here's Dave. Take it away. Okay, well, you know what? Police are investigating more than 30 catalytic converter thefts from Canada Post. Can you imagine? So apparently they were worth $160,000 uh, of uh, catalytic converters were swiped. And you were saying that you were getting how much for a catalytic converter? I got $300 cash for a big... <laughs> Well, it was a big truck one, a factory big one, because uh, yeah. it does go, si size matters when it comes to stealing catalytic converters, okay? And the reason they hit trucks more than cars is that, you know, even if you're a burly guy, you can fit underneath easier because they're higher off the ground, right? Interesting, yeah. Interesting. And, you know, the other thing is some of these are, they, they don't last forever. They do burn out. But the bottom line is they just, uh, they're under with a Sawzall, takes about two minutes, and uh, they've got them. Yeah, I, it's amazing, you know, how brazen they are. I mean, we had car, because these vehicles are out, out in the open. I mean, they're not in a, you know, in a dark lot somewhere. Um, and, in fact, what I did see, because my neighbor asked me, because because the repairs on, on both of their vehicles came to about $3,000 because when, wow. the, when the guys cut off the cat, they're not careful about it. So they end up ruining the pipe in front of it and the pipe behind it. So you're talking about three very expensive parts. You've got a crossover pipe, you've got the cat, and then you've got the extension, which is sometimes part of the muffler as well. What I did see, though, Dave, is I passed a rider truck. So I'm guessing they must have got whacked a few times. And I saw that there was a big piece of looked like stainless steel underneath the chassis and it said something like uh you know theft protection or something on it so in other words they're adding this underneath the exhaust so that the bad guys can't get underneath so easy with the sawzall well according to the police uh they've they've given out about 10 hints uh so as far as they're concerned park in a gated well-lit area with security cameras so not only can you see the catalytic converter being stolen, you can see the guys that are doing it. <laughs> Keep vehicles in the garage with the door closed when not in use. By the way, as far as cameras are concerned, uh, some of the properties that we manage uh, have cameras, but you can never see their faces. They're always wearing hoodies. Well, and it's so, dark uh, outside. Yeah, and even the plates are hard to see. Even though we have cameras at the gas station, for instance, for driveways, it's almost impossible to make out the plates. So um, it's it's a it's an unfair playground. I'm telling you that much. Thanks for that. Park tip. vehicles, free gas. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Park vehicles in a way to make it harder for the uh, perpetrators to access the underneath of the car. So I would think you know park on a puddle. <laughs> Well, and and as well, if you've got the option to park inside a garage, then then go ahead and do that. Yep. Use heat resistant neon colored paint on the entire catalytic converter. It makes it more visible and can deter thieves. I don't believe that at all. How's that supposed to help? It helps the guys find it. <laughs> yeah. There's a yellow one. <laughs> if you have a security system on your vehicle calibrated so the vibration sets it off. This will ensure the alarm activates if the thief tries to saw off the converter. Or buy a dog okay. and just tie it to the door handle and let him sleep there overnight. You know? I don't know. It's all, it's all crazy. But the truth is, uh, you know, if you go to the insurance, you know you're going to pay for it next time. And uh, the stainless steel exhaust systems are expensive. So this is a real plague. This is a real problem. It is, and too. It's yeah, yeah. Part, and part of the cost, too, just, just so you know that, the insurance won't just buy and pay for a brand new one. They're going to look at your vehicle and decide how old it is because you're going to have to pay betterment. 
In other words, their responsibility may only be 50% of the cost. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Now, there's a second problem that we're going to be dealing with, and that is counterfeit parts. Uh, apparently, the government has, has, has been grabbing this stuff like to, to the tune of $3 million a day of counterfeit parts coming into the country and polluting the uh, part supplies. Um, now, these are parts that are made, and they're substandard, I'm guessing. Uh, according to them, they're not original factory parts. But I know it, it's when it comes from China and stuff like that, it's usually the same company that's making them in the nighttime and delivering the retail stuff in the daytime. And at night, they make their own stuff for delivery. It but is, the reality is it's a big business, it's counterfeit parts. And, and, and certainly the, the car owner himself is not going to be aware of it. How do, and how do us as garage guys even know? You know, I mean, Nothing. If, if it comes in, if you're buying it from a reputable supplier and it look, came in a lookalike box, you know, that's pretty crappy. Yeah, we're victims of our suppliers. Yeah. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. we got to take a break. After the break, we're going to have Alex Alfred from Haggerty to tell us all about their specialty car insurance. And after that, we're going to have Andrew Count to talk about the garage and social. This is Dave's Gorda Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and of course, we've got Mr. Dave Redinger on. Uh, he's hidden in his bunker, and he won't tell us even mm -hmm. where he is. Dave, take it away. Well, actually, I kicked everybody out of the house, so we can be have so there's no dogs barking. Uh, we have Alex with sorry. It is relatively quiet, I must say. It is relatively, yeah. yeah. There's no dogs barking here, and uh, that's all right with me. Uh, Alex Alfred is on the phone. He's with Haggerty Insurance. And Haggerty has done some changes uh, for August 1st with the renewals. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? It's good to be with you guys today. Thank you. Tell us about the changes in the policies. Yeah, it's super exciting for us. So effective August 1st for existing customers who are going to renew and after, obviously, and effective September 15th for people who are starting new business with us, we have a couple of changes. Uh, the first really big one is an increase in annual kilometers to 12,000 kilometers per year for most vehicles. And that's huge. One of the, one of the biggest things that, one of the biggest questions we get, uh, about our coverage is how many kilometers a year can I use my car? Well, uh, after talking to your broker or liaison, uh, giving a call out to, uh, Hegarty's call center, we can figure out if you, uh, will be, um, eligible for this 12,000 kilometer per year based on your vehicle. So that's a pretty exciting new, uh, new feature that we have. So how much was it before uh, you raised it to 12? That's a good question, Dave. It depends on, on sort of the year of your vehicle. So for our core appetite, it is was in and around 5,000 to 6,500 kilometers. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. There. Yeah. Now, Dave, you know, most custom, uh, classic car owners are not necessarily going to drive that, their cars that many kilometers. But now it's nice to know that you can, and it's nice to know that the number is 12,000. Right. So interesting. Yeah. And now you've changed uh, fully licensed owners, 21 years and older with occasional operators under 25. Talk about that. Yeah, that's that's super exciting as well. So, you know, one of the things that, that uh, we want to encourage is younger ownership of classic and enthusiast vehicles. And that was a hard pill to swallow if you're calling in as a 21, 22-year-old owner and being told that uh, you've got to wait a little bit. And so we've listened and we've delivered on this. And so starting, uh, again, August 1st, uh, tomorrow and uh, September 15th for new business, 
owners that are 21 years and older now qualify to be the named insured on a policy. Uh, so they can, they can purchase a classic car and be on our policy. Now, the main thing to remember here is this is, of course, with a responsible driving history and a good, clean record. And so, you know, if you are somebody who's been on your parents' policy since you were 16 years old or since you got that full G in Ontario, uh, then, you know, and you've kept a clean record, no at-fault accidents, and, if you know, no tickets on the record, then you could qualify for Hegarty. Uh, it's a matter of your broker calling in or you calling into Hegarty yourself and finding out if you qualify. Uh, for the 25 years and uh, 25 years and under, this now uh, these drivers now qualify as occasional drivers on policy. So, you know, I myself have a 1977 Corvette. If I have a... Mm. Yeah. Uh, room, room. Uh, if I have a 21-year-old driver in the household, that person can now qualify with a good driving record to drive my vehicle. And that'll be nice because I want my daughters to drive one day. Now, you've got another thing here. It says seasonal commute endorsement. Explain what that is. All right. So seasonal commute endorsement. If the vehicle is at least 15 years old, uh, you can apply to Hegarty to have an endorsement put onto your policy where you pay a little bit extra premium, but you get a lot more privilege on the driving. So <clears throat> you'd be able to drive uh, that car to work or use it for the odd errand or the most, you know, what we think it's going to be used the most for is a non-classic car based vacation. So if I want to take that Corvette on a vacation to you know, visit a colleague in British Columbia or visit my brother in Calgary, I can now do that with this endorsement and not worry that it's not a classic car event. Fascinating. So these are actually, um, you know, you pre, pre-write the insurance, basically saying it's whatever the value of the car is, and that's how you can keep the rates so low. Yeah, that's correct. Um, we, we're rating almost exclusively, and not, not exclusively, but almost exclusively on the value of the vehicle. And so the higher the value of the vehicle, the more you pay for the insurance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, there are vehicles that are well within our core appetite, that's 1979 and older, that can have extremely high value, say, you know, sixty, eighty, dollars $100,000, and still spend very, very little on the insurance cost. We know from our actuarial data that those cars are not going to be getting into accidents as much. The owners of cars that are having higher values are more likely to try and protect them, right? So they're going to be in the garage more than they're going to be in the road. And and we take that into consideration when we're rating. Fascinating. Let's talk about upcoming events. Yeah, of course. So uh, the big one that's coming up um, is the Drive Festival. I encourage your listeners to visit www.drivefestival.com. This is September 10th to 12th at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And this is an outdoor automotive exhibition aimed at showcasing the best in new car technology by giving test drive opportunities on three distinct test tracks. Um, this is a pre-registration event, so and there are still spots available. Off-road track, there's a couple of other tracks there that you're able to test drive um, sort of later model vehicles. And so uh, in addition to some of the test driving events, there are other experiences and partners that will be there. So Haggerty ourselves will have a pavilion. Uh, the FAF group of companies will be there. Uh, Hyundai and Nissan Canada will also have uh, displays there and Aviva Ovation. Uh, some of the features of the events will be the Dream Car Speed Run. This will be going all three days, and it features exotics and classics of all types running on the regular tracks. So, and this is scheduled throughout the day. So, anytime your listeners come out to this event, whether it's the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, 
there will be a, a exotic or a classic or a new sports car on one of the tracks going around uh, making laps. So it'll be pretty, pretty exciting. All right, Alex, we're going to have to jump and uh, spend some time with your buddy Andrew on the other line. Um, if people want to find out more about Haggerty, though, how do they find out? Uh, they just go to www.haggerty.ca or call their local broker. All right, thanks for your help, my friend. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. and Thanks, uh, Alex. Andrew, you're there. Yes. Thank you for having me. And tell us all about these. What is the Garage and Social Club? Oh, well, yes, the Garage and Social is a place for cars and camaraderie. You know, we provide a world-class vehicle storage and an exclusive social club. Uh, each location is uh, purposely built, you know, for the preservation of storage and uh, exotic vehicles and, uh, and have that little social component to it. So basically anybody who's after Haggerty Insurance for their specialty car will now have a place to park it that's safe. And uh, there's other things that are important about your facility. Tell us about that. Well, you don't necessarily have to be a Haggerty client to access the facility. It is a members-only facility. Uh, So, you know, we welcome all auto enthusiasts. And that's the best part about this is, you know, it's just a place for members or auto enthusiasts to get together. It doesn't matter if you have a passion for antiques or classics or you're more an exotic person or anything in between. We welcome all auto enthusiasts. Well, as a mechanical guy, I mean, the first thing I noticed when I did go to your site, and it's beautiful, I must say, um, is that it's climate controlled. uh, You have top-end security. And there's other offers that or other services that you guys provide there as well, correct? Yes. Um, you know, this particular our location in Burlington, Ontario, actually has a movie theater, uh, virtual racing simulators. It has a golf simulator and then a, a restaurant for about a 50, uh, a 50, capacity, 50 seat capacity restaurant. So we kind of have a, a very social atmosphere. And then as well as in the back area, it's very open to the car storage or, uh, you know, one off events. If people need to look to rent out the space and be surrounded by beautiful cars, uh, this place can be available. Dave? Yeah, I was going to say we should mention the website, which is garageandsocial.com. And this is what this is what the fifth or sixth one that you've opened across North America? Yes, we have five locations, and we're hoping to have a location in every major city across North America. We want this to be a home away from home for all our members. So if you go to garageandsocial.com, you can pick your location, whether it's Chicago, Delray, New York, Miami, or now Toronto. And you can learn more information uh, at that website or on our website. So if I'm traveling and say when we finally get out across the border, uh, I'm driving to Chicago, I can stop by this club and, and leave my car there and have a drink and then head off to the hotel? You certainly can. If you're a member at one facility, you're a member at all of the facilities. So if you're traveling to any of these locations, please feel free to drop in. These uh, Again, these are uh, home away from home for our members. And it's not expensive. I think it's what two hundred and fifty bucks for a membership. It's two hundred and fifty dollars uh, a month for a social membership. And if you're looking to uh, store your vehicle there, it's six hundred dollars a month, and that includes your social membership as well. So you got car storage, you got motorcycle storage, and you have a social membership. So you've got it all. Uh, we try to yes, we try to accommodate all auto enthusiasts. And uh, when is this going to open? It hasn't opened yet, has it? Nope, the doors, uh, we took possession last Wednesday, so if anybody is interested in receiving a tour, learning more information, I encourage you to visit uh, garageandsocial.com and uh, choose the Toronto location and fill out the contact form, and we will get in touch to schedule your time. 
Interesting. So you come in by appointment, and then then you're you're part of the group. It would be nice. We should do a broadcast out of there. Stephen is chomping at the bit to come down. So it would be interesting to, to do that. And yeah, Dave, you know, if you, Dave, if you get too tired or lazy, you know, you'll be able to have them do your oil changes and detailing as well. Yeah, I'm not that lazy. <laughs> <laughs> we do offer those first line services. Yes, to take the. Uh, the frustration away from the uh, the vehicle owners. Well, exactly. Not everybody oh, yeah. who has a nice car wants to work on it. They just want to <laughs> drive it, admire it, and show it off. That you know what the worst true. thing about having a car like this is that the batteries keep going dead. You know, I've bought about five batteries for my Ferrari, but I don't drive it anywhere. I just replace the batteries. <laughs> well, that's the purpose of a trickle charger. So that's is that's part of the service that you guys do? Like, I give you the car and you bring it back to me running? Yes, we want to make sure your baby is in great hands, so we do a la carte personalized service. From trickle chargers, if you prefer the battery to be removed, we'll do that. We cater to your vehicle how you want it done. I love it. So garageandsocial.com is the website. It's a beautiful website. And congratulations, and I hope it's a great success. Uh, We're going to make arrangements to come out and visit, and then we'll report back to our listeners. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great. So Alex Alfred and Andrew Clount, they're both of them from Haggerty. Haggerty's worth looking into because uh, uh, you know what? You don't drive that car every day, and it's why spend the money on it if you're not going to be using it all the time. So let's come back in a few minutes with Joey Gagne. Alan takes us out. I'm glad to hear that they will trickle your fancy. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with Joey Gagne. <laughs> long as he doesn't tow my car away, then I'll be really upset. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. We've got Dave Renninger with us. And on the line, we've got Joey Gagne from Abrams Towing. You know, it becomes a, a, an issue after a while. You can only tow so many vehicles and store them on your lot if you've got space. Joey, what do you do when there's too many? <laughs> How are you doing today, guys? Great. How are you? Great. Uh, yeah, we um, we we have uh, a car sale. We have an auction, and uh, we we've uh, this year with COVID and all that, we've we've come out with a a new auction uh, online auction process, and uh, it's been very successful. People have been very lucky and very fortunate to be able to get access to these cars that maybe they may not have been able to before because of the online component makes it so much easier if you're not. You know, close to where where the cars are. So it's uh, we it's uh, we sell them. We sell them to people from far and wide. So, question. I mean, but but what kind of cars are these? Like, why wouldn't someone go get their car? Uh, well, there's lots of different reasons people have their cars towed, and you know, uh, some of it is uh, uh, the vehicles are you know not, not of use to them anymore. Or, there's a lot of unfortunate circumstances. Sometimes people have passed on, or uh, you know, there, there's uh, vehicles that are uh, proceeds of crime, stuff like that. So we get vehicles for different reasons that uh, that are not picked up or are not reclaimed, and uh, you know, in an effort to uh, recoup our fees, uh, our job is to, under the Repair Stores Lien Act, is to the vehicles for sale to uh, make sure that uh, the fees are paid. So, yeah, that's how we do it, and uh, we we follow all the uh, 
the rules of OMVIC, which is uh, uh, Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, which is uh, uh, manages and uh, regulates the dealers, and we're a dealer, and uh, we sell all different types of cars. So, in other words, people get a clean bill of health, a clean bill of sale, anyways. Um, you know, the, like they're they're buying it from you, but the transfers have already been done. Uh, we do the transfer at the time of sale. So uh, we sell all the cars as is, where is, because as you know, uh, we don't know the life of, or the history of the vehicle, but we do get uh, uh, car faxes and, uh, and uh, other reports from the government as to, uh, uh, you know, past history from the ministry and stuff like that. So we, 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 we add that into our... Uh, our sales package. We also add into our, if you go to our site, abramsauction.ca, and look at uh, an individual vehicle, you can see we put in uh, videos of the vehicles, we put in pictures of the vehicles, we put in details of the vehicle, and then we put in a copy of the actual Carfax so that the people can, you know, see for themselves before they decide to bid uh, whether the vehicle is something that they would be interested in. Now, what if someone actually, it's difficult for them to get to your yard? Can you uh, arrange delivery of the vehicles? Yeah, so what we do is uh, if you're, if you're uh, bidding from a distance and you do your, your, all your due diligence and you decide that you're, you're going to purchase a vehicle and you, uh, you win the bid and uh, you need transportation, we provide transportation to anywhere in North America. Well, super. Dave? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, if I wanted to sell my car, I can bring it to you and you can market it for me? Yeah, so we we do have a consignment uh, process, and uh, it's something that's new to us, so it's something we're, we're, not, we're just getting going. But the consignment process is, we've, you know, you can bring your vehicle to us, we'll charge you a fee, and we will market your vehicle for you and uh, and, and put it on our site. And uh, you can basically get your vehicle exposed to anyone that uh, that comes to our site. We have thousands of people that come to our site uh, and bid. Uh, we do our auctions, you know, biweekly, so usually every two weeks. And uh, as I said, uh, it's a three. So we do our auctions over a three-day period. So we we post the vehicles usually the week before. Yeah, the uh, bidding starts on six o'clock on Tuesdays. At 6 p.m. Tuesdays and closes at 7 p.m. on Wednesday or Thursday, 7 p.m. on Thursday, and uh, so it gives people time to do a little bit of research into the vehicle, think about what they want to do. If they're nearby, they can come and uh, make an appointment and they can view the vehicle, and then uh, if they decide to purchase, then they have until uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. to put their bid on. So, Joey, when now is the next, next auction? Sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. The next auction's Tuesday, Tuesday the 3rd. Oh, all right. So, but people can go on live now and look at the vehicles that are there? As I'm talking to you, I'm looking at the, the, the vehicles that we have for sale this, this uh, upcoming auction. Dave, is that your Ferrari I see there? No, no, no. That's a BMW. But I was going <laughs> to say that, uh, you know, it's really impressive the amount of information that he gives you. 
Uh, he tells you the branding of the car, the mileage as he knows it. Uh, this one here is missing an airbag from the steering wheel and has a minor dent on the passenger side door and has a battery issue. So you're you're walking in there uh, with a little bit of knowledge of what you're going to have to spend to get this thing on the road, and yet it's it's dirt cheap. I mean, when you see the where's where it's at, this car is at eight thousand dollars, and it's a set. It's a thirteen BMW five three five worth way more than that. I mean, this car is yeah. worth probably five figures, so uh, or four figures. Sorry, no five figures. I wonder if they <laughs> the check. I wonder if they check the trunk for uh, you know uh, maybe there's something in there that should be not be there and the. <laughs> There, there are no surprises. We go through the vehicle. There'll be no surprises. There's no. Uh, What's that smell? There's no there's What's no that smell? smells. There's no. Uh, there's no surprises. You won't find a a, a stash of uh, anything. It's uh, we go over the vehicles very clearly. We clean them, detail them, and stuff like that. So, but yes. You know, you, you, we do find surprises, but we don't pass them on to the customer. <laughs> Joe, Joey, I heard the rumor that. The- I heard the rumor that on the weekends you guys are really busy towing in guys which are uh, haven't behaved on the highways. Well, you know it's been it's been it's been uh, you know awesome for our business, but it's been uh, it's been crazy with the uh, stunt driving over the past uh, year and a half, it, with the roads being so clear, especially in the evenings. Uh, we're we're towing in more vehicles for stunt driving than we ever have and that's even with the the more difficult rules where the vehicles are impounded for longer periods of time so our Mm. our business in that area has been uh it's been exploding and you know it's a it's it's a it's a booming business and it's a it's it's a big challenge for the for everyone else that's out there because these cars are driving at uh, enormous speeds all right joe we got to do run so abrams.ca forward slash auctions Check it out. You can get a car next Tuesday if you want. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. We're back. My name is Alan Gelman, and we got, uh, we're got we down into the short strokes here. Uh, final inning of the uh, ball game, uh, which they're back in town. Whee! Dave, we had a contest runner for the last few weeks. Tell us about yes, it. Yes, we did. We had thousands of entries for the CAA Plus membership, and the winner is... Da-da-da-da-da! Paul J. Kirkhoff. Wow. Paul J. Kirkhoff. K-E-R-K-O-F-F. Paul, if you're listening, uh, Steve has got in touch with you by email. And uh, if you get in touch with us next week, we'll make sure that you uh, get the prize. And that's congratulations. I mean, that's worth a couple hundred bucks. So uh, nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And, that, that's uh, the plus membership, not just the plain one. The yeah. plus, the gold card. You can that's go further out of town before being towed back in. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just a quick tweet from the uh, Barrie Police Department. They're conducting a, uh, a campaign against noisy cars. So if you got one of those tin can exhausts on your car, I'd stay out of Barrie for <laughs> at least a week because exactly. they're going to nail you. I wish they'd come to my neighborhood. We've got a high-performance shop up the street, and every day, at least two, three times a day, I see one of these guys go by, and it's amazing. Uh, one is a Mazda 3, and I always wondered why someone would want to spend so much money to make that Mazda 3 sound like a racing car. Can't fool me. Yeah. Well, who the hell knows? You know what I want to talk about uh, just quickly is the top-selling cars in Canada for the last six months, and the top-selling 
four, five, they're five. The top selling five cars in Canada are all trucks. They're not cars. They're all trucks. So F-150, Ram, Toyota, and uh, GMC and Chevy, all of them are up there, and all of them are selling uh, to the public. So the reality is we're still buying heavy-duty vehicles. What's going to happen to these cars in 15 years when they all go electric? But I got a question. Are, are these cars being delivered or just being sold and people no, are no, waiting for them? No, they're being sold. These are deliveries. Actually, they are deliveries. Uh, the interesting part is that the Honda Civic uh, has fallen out of uh, favor. It used to be the number one selling car just behind the Ford pickup truck, and no longer it's now in the number eight spot. Well, I wanna... And the second thing... Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to talk about... The second about... thing was going <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, your turn. My turn, my turn. No, after you, after you. Go uh, ahead. All right. Uh, a friend of mine who is a my friend, Henry, who ha- is a Porsche lover, um, told me that the other day he got to drive a Taycan. You know what that is? Yeah, a Taycan, yeah. It's an electric. electric Porsche. And he said it just blew him away. He thought it would be like, ooh, boring. But in fact, the, the, the power, the torque was so incredible, he couldn't believe it. Dave? Yeah, range anxiety is the most serious problem that they're having with that. And as they develop the battery technology, uh, Tesla's actually leading in in that right now. Mm -hmm. They're talking about sodium ion instead of lithium ion. And apparently those batteries charge up a lot faster, uh, 100% charge in about 80 minutes. So uh, if that technology does come forward, it may just take the range anxiety out of this equation. The other thing I was going to say was because of the chip shortage, uh, GM has decided to deliver uh, trucks, but these trucks don't have the, turn the engine off at the lights feature. You know, the idle off feature. You hated that. What I hate. No. Oh, I hate. Uh, to, to get rid of it, I've just, just some guys start the car with their hood open. I just disconnected the hood switch, and I've had the light on for four years. But after that, <laughs> your hood's open. Did you know your hood's open? Yeah, it's been open for four years, but it doesn't shut off at the lights. So the bottom line is that feature is no longer available on certain trucks, but you will get your truck, and GM has decided that's their way around the chip problem. Yeah, Ford's just been stacking cars up. They've been building them anyways, and they're sitting in a parking lot waiting for the rest of the parts to arrive. Well, i got to thank Giorgini from the APA. We've got to thank Al- Alex Alfred of Haggerty and, of course, his buddy Andrew Count from Garage and Social. Sounded like a great place to hang out for yeah. new car guys. And, of course, Joey Gagne from Abrams Towing and Storage and has too many cars, and you better check out his auction because you can get a new car or a used car at least by Tuesday. Dave? And congratulations to Paul Kirkhoff for winning the uh, CAA membership. And uh, I have to talk to Steve on Monday. Maybe we'll do something even special for the month of August. And I want to thank Carlos for keeping the wheels on the bus. They keep going yes. round and round, of course. And well, make Carlos sure that you drive safe, everyone. Have a super long weekend. And here is here in Toronto, Canada, anyways. Dave, have a good time at the cottage. Are you there? Thank you very much. i got to clean out the basement now. Don't forget your PFD. <laughs> <laughs> got to stay safe. Right. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.